Welcome everyone, always to the basement binge. It has been far too long. A hot minute. Uh, yes, I'm Harrison. I'm Kelton. And I'm Kid. And this week we finished the MCU Phase Two Woo! with Ant Man, and uh, it was a joy to watch this movie. So always, let's jump into our spoiler wall, which is our one minute of spoiler-free reactions. And then at the end of it, if we would or would not recommend it. And uh, Kelton, do you want to go first? Yeah, bring on. All right, just to inform everyone, I have, I'm like recovering from a cold, so if I sound like crap, bear with me. So, um, Ant-Man, spoiler wall. This is, a, I think, a great movie. It takes a step down from kind of the intensity and big picture scheme of the whole MCU, and it brings it down to a lot more of like, I feel like a local level. So it's good. It's kind of a nice break from the um, constant like intensity that all the other MCU movies have up until this point in Phase Two. So it's a lot of fun to watch. It's just, and you really connect with Ant Man as a superhero. Um, I feel like he's a lot more down to earth, um, and it's freaking hilarious. This movie is full of so many good jokes and lines that you're gonna be quoting it like all the time with your friends. <laughs> So I absolutely love this movie, and if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I guarantee you, you'll like it. So there you go. All right. I'll go next. I will say this. Uh, I'm actually going to disagree with Kellen here on how to describe this movie. This movie is not a superhero movie. Despite it being called Ant-Man, it doesn't give off that kind of feeling toward it as when you watch the movie. It's, it's a... A tech, like a technology and adventure kind of a movie, but it's it's got a lot of humor to where it's not cheesy, but it's just downright funny, where you can joke about it and you quote the movie quite a lot. Me and my, me, Kelton and Harrison, we always quote this movie a lot, just because it's got some famous lines in it. I will the rating with this movie. It's PG thirteen. It's just because of the violence. Um, there's a couple of cuss words, but they're very. They're not incredibly mature cuss words, but it's this movie is it's incredibly enjoyable and it's a down to earth adventure movie. That's how that's how I describe it. And yes, and yes, I would recommend it. Okay, here's my minute. Uh, this is a very good. I wouldn't call it a comedy, but it's very funny, as has been mentioned three times now. Um, but it's a, a super super good superhero movie to contradict what Kate said in the way that it's a, a guy who kind of has his origin story and becomes a superhero and fights a bad guy, but it's a great like heist movie, you know, like, like Ocean's Eleven or something like that, like totally different, but it's just a good heist movie in so many ways. And it's so different from like, especially like Avengers Age of Ultron, which comes right before this and like the big Avengers level threats to quote Mysterio. It's just like brings it down, like Kelton said, to a local level. And it's just a dude like wanting to be with his daughter, so he just helps some people who are just saving the world, you know. But it like, yeah. So what I recommend it definitely, and also based off what I said last time with the Age of Ultron about like rewatchability, this movie has great rewatchability. I don't get sick of it. Um, there's not parts of it that annoy me with rewatch. So what I recommend it most definitely. So that is the end of our spoiler wall. If you have not seen the movie, go enjoy it. Go laugh a bunch. Watch it with some friends, have some fun. Come back, listen to the regular scheduled program. Uh, thanks for listening to the Spoiler Wall. 
But if you're listening all the way through, we're going to keep plowing ahead after a short announcement from our friend Kelton. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. So we have taken a little break these past couple weeks. Things have been kind of crazy with us on our end. But we are back into doing our podcast. We missed it. We missed you guys. So, um, announcement is our downloads. Even though we've taken a little break, we're still getting some downloads. Um, I don't know how the heck you guys. Yeah, I don't know how the heck you guys find like us. Even though we're not like actively promoting it at the moment, like you guys are awesome. So right now we're almost at six hundred downloads total for our podcast, which is awesome. Great. We love to like see the support and stuff, and we're still gonna try and push for a thousand. That is our goal. We'll see if we make it. We're gonna try our best, but just give you an update. We're like at five hundred ninety-two, five hundred ninety-six downloads up until now. So, just a quick update to let you guys know. Thanks for downloading our podcast, even though we've been kind of absent. But we're back. Woo! We're not going anywhere anytime soon either. So yeah, breakdown of the show. Let's jump into it. Always start with our two cents, which is our two minutes of uninterrupted time to give our knee-jerk reaction to the movie, followed by Pick Your Poison ranking, where we you know, give our personal rating scale, which is Pick Your Poison, followed up our MCU ranking that we're just following through with all the MCU movies, bench points, the details, Easter eggs, things like that, least and likes, lastly, Fall In, which is our feelings, themes, messages, book report level status. All right, this is the start of two cents. All right, knee-jerk reactions, what we think of the movie, even though, if I remember right, all of us have watched this before. So, I'll start with my two cents of what I think of the movie. Here we go. This movie, I remember rating this pretty low. I don't really remember um, much of it other than those those hilarious quotes. Um, no, I think the quote's like, back it up, back it up, yep, back it up, back it up. <laughs> near the end of the movie it's this movie is loads of fun it's like what Harrison mentioned the, re, the rewatchability of this movie is hilarious because it's there's a lot of people who say that it's it's not a superhero movie because like for instance my my mom is so against superhero movies she's she's just kind of sick of them and so she's just decided not to watch any of them if any any more even come out but this movie I she I feel like she would watch this movie because it's it's a step down. It's more local. It's more relatable. It's it's a lot more fun. It ties more toward a, a story and a heist rather than just being a guy, a person that's like invincible and complete fantasy. This is kind of more of a stretch of technology and a lot of something that we're familiar with. I'd say that um, I rank this movie at 16, which is incredibly low. <laughs> As far as how good this movie really is, and I, I feel like I want to change that, but I will say this: the I haven't I didn't really f- watch the cinematography or look for any of um some big like references or anything like that. I just kind of looked at the movie as as a and as a whole, and this movie is loads of fun. And I want to I want to go back and I want to memorize his uh, Leo's Luis's ramble. And memorize it completely so I can like recite it word for word with the same speed too. Because that's just absolutely hilarious. It's just a movie that you want to quote over and over. And so that I say that kind of criteria, that want for this movie makes it that makes it into a some sort of different kind of level of of a of like a description of a good movie, if that makes sense. It's you can you want to quote it so 
it makes it that much better of a movie. But my time is up. All right, let's start my two minutes. Uh, this is like, like Kate said, this movie's just a ton of fun, and it's really interesting. I love like. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm searching for, but I just have a lot of respect for the the producers and directors and everyone involved at Marvel Studios who like they have a lot of su- success with the traditional superhero movies. And I feel like Phase Two especially was them trying so many new things. You have like Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man Three, Ant Man. They're all such different takes on the traditional superhero movie. Um, and I feel like they're like, all right, we're gonna get Paul Rudd. And Michael Pena, like two of the most like hilarious like comedy actors, and we're gonna get him to be in a superhero movie, but we're gonna make a heist movie. And like it's definitely not a perfect movie, but it's fun to enjoy because it's new and it's not just you know, copy and paste of everything that, that you've seen before. Um, but it's super fun to enjoy. the The cast is phenomenal. There's a lot of like emotional scenes in it that are actually really really well done and well acted. The music is some of my favorite in all of the MCU. Um, it's just a simple like family movie about a family just like struggling to be a family and make it in the world, which is really relatable, which is fun. That I already mentioned that the heistness of it, like the kind of the burglary of it is a ton of fun. The cinematography also with the whole idea of like shrinking and being the size of an ant is actually like really amazing to watch. Kind of like mind bending. Um, but yeah, it's hilarious. It's just a good time to watch. Have a ton of fun. Um, you know, like, like I said, I'm definitely going to rewatch this movie again and have a good time every single time. Like, I, I, this isn't one of those movies that I get, like, overly excited about, but anytime I think about watching it, I, I think on this movie with fondness. I'm like, you know, I like that movie. It's fun. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, like, have any blatant complaints about it because it's just so much fun to enjoy all the time. As far as ranking, I remember putting it pretty high. Um, it's definitely fun. I just don't know if it's going to stay high. Uh, I'll get into that later. Um, but, yeah. Lots of fun. Good heist movie. All right, Kelton, you ready? Yep, send it. All right. So I had this rate rated at, where did I put it? Number eight. I really liked this movie. Um, I'm afraid that's going to fall, but who knows? We'll see. But Ant-Man, I think it's a great movie because, first off, we know that, like, Scott Lang is not a good guy. Like, he, the first scene, like, the first couple of scenes, you see him get out of prison. Yeah. And, like, he's trying to start his, like, life. But to go into it really quick, I think this movie's really cool because it shows two different, like, relationships between a father and a daughter. Like, Scott and his daughter, Cassie. Like, Scott wants to be with Cassie, but he just can't because he, you know, his life is kind of turned upside down. He's just got a prison. He's trying to figure things out. And he wants to be with her. And he has to, like, overcome that struggle. But then you have, um... Hope. Hope and her dad, Dr. Pim. Pim. Yeah, thank you. And, like, they have, like, such a dynamic relationship because Hope lost her mom when she was a little girl. And, like, Dr. Pim dedicated his life to find the mom. But, like, it's just, like, super choppy. And they want to figure things out, but they just kind of can't. And so I think it's really cool to look at the two different relationships. But um, in terms of this movie, in terms of, like, a heist, I freaking love heist movies. Every time I, I watch a heist movie... No matter if it's good or bad, I always think of that meme from Emperor's New Groove where it's Kronk and it's oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. And like I feel like this movie does a really good job in terms of being like a heist of where you just get to see them like train and practice and like you get to see the whole plan and when it finally comes together, it's just so much fun to watch because obviously there's like 
hiccups along the way. Things don't go right, but they still like figure it out in the end. Whether it's like super funny or just like intense, it's just a ton of fun to watch. So, and like Kate and Harrison both said, the action and the comedy and this is so funny. It still just makes it worth watching every time after that. So, I also just think that on the comedy is so the emotion, the action, the comedy is all timed very, very well. Yeah. The the editors and scripters and directors and actors and whoever's involved in that process did a very good job at making the timing of it flow really well and nothing was ever intruding on anything else. Yeah, too pushy. Yeah, the comedy was never forced and it never got in the way of the emotion or the action. And the, unless it was and, and one scene, which I'll mention later, oh. it got the the sense of humor got in the way of of like a, a very emotional scene, which I'll get to that. But real quick, I just realized we should do a top ten heist movie list that would be really that'd cool that'd be so fun top of the list oceans 11 <laughs> oceans 11 oceans 12 oceans 13 oceans 11 oceans italian 11, job oceans 11 oceans 11 oceans 11 italian job anyway next segment so next segment is pick our poison and a ranking we already kind of got into it but yeah personal rating scale at the bottom never an eternity watch again it would be torture to watch it again right above that is uh Stream it? Is that what's above it? I'm getting, yeah, stream. So above that, stream it. If it's on a streaming service that you're already subscribing to, you would watch it. Above that is rent. You go pay money for it at a Redbox or on Voodoo somewhere to rent it. And top of the list, biggest award is to buy it. And then also our ranking of the MCU, but we'll go around and share our pick or poison first and then circle back for rankings. So my pick, my poison, I've already bought it. I would buy it again. Uh, for the purpose of ranking. Uh, one, because it's a part of the MCU, but two, it's a movie that I've watched multiple times and enjoyed every single time, and I will enjoy again and again. And it's, again, one of those movies that's like, you know, when you're looking for, like, I don't know if you guys have ever had, like, a movie night with friends or with family. You're like, let's watch a movie, and, like, you don't really have something in mind, and everybody's seen everything, and you're not really looking for anything new, and almost like kind of just turn your brain off, watch a movie, have fun. This is, like, the perfect movie for that. Definitely. And it's just, there's a lot of moments where re-watching it is a good fit. And everyone will have fun. So, yes, I would definitely buy it. And for my ranking, like, even though I'm still living at home with my parents, but when I, like, actually plan on, like, leaving and becoming, like, independent, I plan on buying this movie and having it, like, at my house. So, that is my rating. I would definitely buy this movie so I could watch it anytime I want. My rating, I'd say the same. It's... It's a movie that you can recommend to somebody, but it's also a movie where if you have a family and you want some sort of, you want a plethora of movies you can watch as a family, this is a movie that you can trust to where you can buy it and show your family, like show your wife, show your kids, and they would enjoy it. It's a whole lot of fun for everybody else because of how much, how, qual, how much of a quality movie it really is. So that's what I would say. Um, as far as rankings go with where we put it in phase two on its own and as a total. I mentioned before, mine was 16. Um, on phase two, it was like at number five out of the six movies at the bottom. Um, I want to move it up just because it's a quality movie, but we'll see at the very end. Oh, yeah. So my ranking for Ant-Man in the whole Infinity Saga is number eight, also in the top ten. Uh, wow, that was pretty high. Uh, it's probably going to stay really high. Like I said, it, it's a movie that I really love, love watching again. But there's just like some, just reminded in rewatching the movies, we haven't even got to phase three yet. 
but there's like some really, really impressive movies. So we'll see where it lands after things get mixed around. But I have hopes for it staying high. I enjoy it. And in the phase, uh, just to scroll down to that super quick, I have it at number three. Probably a pretty solid stop, so, spot for it. Things, of course, are going to move around it, but I think it's it's a good spot for it in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of like ranking, mine's like the exact same as Harrison's. I have it eight overall, and then in like phase two, I have ranked it um, number three as well. Dude, were you like cheating? Straight up, dude. Wrong. I just looked at what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> With the binders in front of you, looking over. <laughs> dude, those were the days, man. I miss those days. Actually, I no, don't I don't. I do not miss those days at all. <laughs> But, yeah, I think, um, I really don't know. It's tough, like, looking at the movies I have placed below it, but it'll be fun to rank those again. I'm really looking forward yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. It's a quality movie, though. Yeah. All right, I think that go- takes us to our next segment, which is our binge points. Any Easter eggs or just cool things you liked about the movie that we just kind of want to point out, so... Okay, I got to talk about the cinematography. I am blown away by this. I knew this going into it, but let me pull up his name because I'm just really impressed with it. What is his name? Russell Carpenter, director of the photography, the DP on this movie. Holy smokes. When he shrinks for the first time in the bathtub, that is not 100% CGI. Like, of course, there's parts of the CGI, but a lot of it is done with, like, macro and probe lenses. And, like, in the other shrinking scenes, they use macro and probe lenses in combination with CGI so well that it, like especially in the bathtub, like perfectly portrays the feeling of shrinking down to the size of an ant for the first time, unknowing what the oh, heck yeah. is going on. And the wa- when the water comes yeah, out of the pot. Oh, dude. When he's so miniature, cool. I, was, I was saying like, I don't know, the, just when he's miniature, the cinematography, the cinematography of the ants, I know a lot of it's CGI, but I know a lot of it was done in camera and it's really impressive, but it's also just so well done. And even the CGI like movement of the camera feels fitting to the size that he is um other super small like bench point about it they made me feel like when ants are like climbing out of a sink and flying like that it was sweet like oh yeah oh, like here yeah, comes dude. the boys like <laughs> so pumped like squad rolling up <laughs> yeah yeah like it's the same feeling but like it's a bunch of ants climbing out of a sink like <laughs> <laughs> to be honest like while we're actually talking about cinematography i don't know about you guys but i thought the lighting was really cool in some of the like scenes and stuff like that yes and one thing that like pops out it's like kind of random kind of weird but like right when scott lang i think it's when he gets out of prison or he gets like fired from baskin robbins but harrison and i both noticed he was walking and the light behind him just like really stood out he looked like man candy straight up (laughs) good looking man like it's like dude that was like the first thing that popped in my head but i mean props to like the lighting you know great like Cinematography. Yeah. Key to a guilty man is lighting. Moral of the story. But the point is, this movie had some like really cool moments that even like with the villain, I forget his name. Uh, Darren Cross. Yeah. Yellow Jacket. Yeah, but like I noticed, especially when he's every time he's doing like his presentations, like the lights were always like bright behind him. Yeah. And so kind of shrouded him in dark. I thought it was really cool because it just like subconsciously it like makes you perceive him as evil yeah and those are just like subtle things you don't really pick up on when you watch a movie but that your subconscious does and it like i think it really does affect on how you like perceive or think about certain characters in the movie yeah because you you look as you're watching a movie you have i i I feel like everybody has this to an extent where they're trying to predict what's going to happen like oh i think he's the bad guy or i think this is going to happen or, oh, they're going to fall in love. This is a love story. Where 
the lighting, the way they angle it and everything, all their work is that they kind of get a faded arrow t- pointed toward Darren Cross, but they use the lighting for that. Yeah. But I thought that was really, really interesting, which the story does play along that, but it was, the story kind of played him as a, like a, he's a, a sidekick that was betrayed in, yeah. in his eyes. Yeah, that's true. Like the sidekick back for revenge. The other thing I want to say is the production design. Everybody who like, whenever they go to like PIM Labs or whatever it's called, whenever they're with Darren Cross, like everything's like glass and really fancy lights and like super high tech. I was like amazed how like high tech and like uh, expensive it looked. It just looked really good. Like yeah. someone had to build that. Good job. I mean, maybe it's real and they're just filming <laughs> on a location. And it's not that impressive, but either way, it's cool. Um, but other funny details, like just bench points. So it's so funny to me how like Lewis, he like knocks out like two or three people with just one punch. But oh, it like hints yeah. to it earlier in the movie when he's when Scott is getting out of prison and he's punching the dude, you know, and he's like, you guys have the weirdest goodbye rituals. So he go and Lewis comes and picks him up and he's like, he's like, oh, I still got my scar from a year ago. He's like, you know, I'm still the only one that knocked him out. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, so yeah. Lewis is who would like knock that dude out. So of course he's knocking out these other dudes. He's got a manly punch, <laughs> which I think is funny. I kind of forgot about that. That's way cool. The other thing is when Ant Man like goes subatom sub the sub, subatom subatomic. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> subatomic. <laughs> Whatever. There's a little like silhouette of uh, the wasp. Uh, Pim's wife, Mrs. Pim. I don't remember her first name. Wait, there's a silhouette. Yeah, it's like very when he's like in the quantum realm and is like shrinking down. No, earlier when he's like shrinking down, you can see in one section it's like a shadow or silhouette of her. I did not notice that. I've seen this a couple times. I did not know it had like a little. I knew like obviously like she's in the quantum realm, right? Uh Yeah. Dude, that's way cool. I did not think about that. What is her name? The wife. Yeah, what's her name? I don't know. She's not in this movie, but I forget her name. Um, what is her name? Uh, Janet. That's her name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is way cool. I didn't know that. So, any other binge points? The music in this is perfect heist music. Yeah. It's like bam, 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 bam. It's just so good. Like I feel like there's a lot of heist movies that want to copy Mission Impossible, that kind of music or that kind of tempo. It's a weird kind of tempo. I'm tempo. I don't remember the actual the name of that, but it follows that sort of beat, but it's it sounds different, but it they kind of follow that cuz it's kind of like a little it's like very fast fast yeah. paced but kind of subtle. But um Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I don't have any other bitch points. Yeah, I, I think I had more, but I can't remember anything. Let's see if I wrote anything else down. Uh Nope. Oh, it's kind of I, that was this one. Um, I have when they were in the the suitcase fighting and stuff. And those are lifesavers. Like, I would, why would a bag I have candy in his briefcase? <laughs> you know, and it, it, that, my thought of like he's because Ant had the lifesaver and it, like blew up in his hand as he's trying to fight. So kind of like a reference that he's trying to save the world or he's a lifesaver. <laughs> so maybe that was it. But I was like, why is there candy in the briefcase? <laughs> but. Yeah, I think that's just another, like, hats off to, like, the cool ideas of, like, fighting and stuff like that. Yeah, like, all right, there's so miniature, like, all the fun things, like, fighting on the train, like, stuff like that is almost, like, it's almost, like, predictable. Like, oh, we're making a movie about people that can shrink down, like, we got to have them fight on a playset. Like, that's, 
Yeah. Every like, everyone did that, <laughs> but like, oh, let's stick them in a suitcase and like have them fight in a briefcase as it's whirling around. Like that's such a cool idea. And I loved how like they kept like switching on like the perspectives. Like you'd see how intense and like crazy it is the music of them and fighting, zoom and it zoom out and just kind of show you how like kind of dumb it looks. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just made it a lot of fun to watch. It just like changed your perspective. So I love it. It didn't take itself too seriously, but it also like took itself <laughs> serious enough that everyone yeah, like the, a, an appropriate amount. So. Yeah. It makes you kind of think what a uh, life of an ant is. Is this constantly just like loud, massive like metal cars driving by, and just like this. Makes you think about that. I don't know. That's all I was thinking. Hang on. All right. Our next segment here is least and likes. Favorite scene, least favorite scene, what we didn't like, what we liked, and how we compare. And are we starting favorite or least favorite first? We'll do least favorite first. I will say my least favorite. It was funny. I won't take away from that. But the point where Hope and what's his face? Dr. Pym. Dr. Pym. Hank Pym. They're having this like father-daughter moments like pretty intense and it's like this their whole life oh, yeah, yeah. he's kept this secret from her and then he finally tells her how how her mother died and then the point where it's like they're becoming close like they finally broke down all their walls then Scott Lang's like this is awesome you guys breaking walls doing this healing and it's kind of just like totally just cut the scene and just like no emotion anywhere anywhere and that was funny but I was like that was a pretty big moment I felt like they could have let it draw out a little more, like respect it, like draw it out a little more, and then throw in some idiot idiocy from Scott Lang. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's not my least favorite thing, but I agree. Like every time I watch my go, oh, this is funny, but like I wish it could have been done different. But it's funny. Well, my least favorite scene, I'd actually have to say it's when Ant Man goes to the Avenger facility to get that old tech when he's fighting uh, Falcon. I th- I like. How the idea of how he has to fight, but the actual like fighting scenes, I was left really confused what was happening. Yeah. Like it was really hard to follow between like flying around, whether Ant Man's big or small. And then like I felt like it was like CGI. Oh, they weren't actually much. at that place. And I don't know, it just like I not this is the first time I actually noticed it, but it drew my eye to like, well that looks like fake. And then like What's the word for that? There's a word for like no like it's it's supposed to look real but oh, you know, uncanny uncanny valley but that's for like faces and humans. Uh, is that can, oh, can I apply that to scenes? I don't know. I don't know something but like yeah, it just that drew my eye and like it, I was okay with that. It was more of just like the fighting. It felt weird. Oh, I agree. So my least favorite scene is that same one and there's I don't know if it is. I'd have to rewatch it, but it seemed like there was one particular move that like the Falcon did that was spread out. But it's, in my head, it seemed like they used the exact same scene. Like, it was just like, all right, we got this clip. All right, now move it down, like, 30 seconds yeah. and play it again. It just felt and, like, like, it's not that the idea of Ant-Man fighting Falcon was bad. And, like, the way they're fighting was really cool. But, like, the way it was filmed and edited and shot. Yeah, it just felt, it like, just felt it just thrown like, jagged, separated. And just, like, yeah, like, broken. not that these are anywhere near trying to be the same thing. But, like, you take the John Wick franchise where like those fight scenes are organized and choreographed and edited and filmed by people like by the directors who were stuntmen for Keanu Reeves in the matrix. So like they were originally stuntmen. So they understand like what a fight scene is and like how to film a fight scene that so that you can follow and understand it. And there's really, yeah, there's really, really good fight scenes like in Captain America winter soldier. But like this one, I feel like that choreography or the editing or, filming one of the two one of the three 
or combination of it made it so that it was hard to follow what was happening. Yeah, so it's like like someone would throw a punch and you don't really know who threw the punch and who's like getting thrown at the wall. Because they're trying to have it, like they're trying to get fast paced, but it was. It was too much to the point where it's like, wait, who just got hurt? Now it's like, oh, now they're moving again. And, oh, that person just got. So it was just a little harder to follow, but I just remember that, especially that scene with Falcon. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it, was, it just felt off. I'm not. It wasn't a terrible scene. I still enjoyed it, but it, yeah. it. And the rest of the movie, that was the part where I was like, wait, what is happening? It, talking about it reminds me of Jason, the Jason Bourne movies. How it, the way it's filmed, it's such a shaky cam. But it, they did it super well. Oh, yeah, it's and well done. You, watch this and like, you, can know. you know, like each each frame has a purpose. But then you look at the movie Taken with Liam Neeson, and it's like really confusing. So I mean, maybe it, that made me think of that, where just they they try to make it really jaggedy and fast paced, but they didn't quite sell it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was that that made it, but I remember. Like it, I remember just like for that quick time, I was like, did they just reuse the exact same shot? <laughs> This fight seems confusing anyways. And then at the end, I was like, all right, he won or whatever, moving on. And like, I totally forgot about it until you brought it up. I was yeah. genuinely thinking like, what was my least favorite scene? And then you brought it up. So it's, it's not like a glaring thing that you're like, oh, this is so horrible. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't ruin the pace of the movie. It's a quick fight. Ant-Man wins. They walk it's away. It's just quirky. Just quirky. And they, they, you move on. They go yeah. back to their heist. I had a question on the bad guy, Darren Cross. What was his motive? His motive was he was betrayed by um, Hank Finn but the particles was messing with his head, yeah, so but he didn't. Sh- I don't remember him shrinking before that. Because so, uh, that's that, that's what they're saying that what messed with your mind was the particles when you shrink up and down, it like make you lose your mind. Yeah, because you don't have the helmet on. You don't have the helmet on, yeah. So I don't know if he shrank before, but before this watch of it, I remember watching it before and I always thinking it was just like, what he just wants to be like super rich, so he's gonna like kill somebody because they kept his secrets from him, and like Hydra. And- like man, this guy's evil just because he wants money. And I thought I thought it was dumb, but like this time, there's one particular line. And although the movie doesn't like show him shrinking to, without a helmet, but there's one line where Hope says to him, "She's like, you're sick. It's the like the particles messing with your, I don't know, something with his brain, brain, brain chemistry. That's what he said. And uh, like, slight spoilers to." Uh, MN and the Wasp, like their understanding and what happens with ghosts. Ghost. I feel like something similar happened to him. Maybe he like had shrank previously in that yellow jacket suit. Like obviously it fit him and he knew how to use it. He's probably used it before. Yeah, that's true. So it probably messed up his. Like you, you could tell that he was, you know, a kind of greedy businessman who wanted money. Right. But, like, I noticed as the movie progressed, he got more and more vicious and malicious and, like, you know what I mean? Like, you could tell that something was wrong in his head. Yeah. To, like, to the point yeah, where, where he... hunted down Scott Lang's daughter, just, and she, he's all like, you need to account for, like, your father's mistakes or something. I was like, whoa, what the... Yeah. So, I feel, and I feel like it was his brain chemistry that got messed up somehow. Yeah, I agree. Makes so. sense. All right. Favorite scenes. Oh, oh do you want me? I'll go first. Yeah, My go favorite, ahead. it's not like anything incredibly like incredible action or anything like that. It's just like I really admire the film understanding that goes into it. So it's the scene when Scott goes some subatomic and goes into the quantum realm and he's like shrinking and whirling past all this like crazy cool CGI that looks amazing, like incredible visual effects. Um, and then all of a sudden and it's like crazy intense music and all of a sudden it just goes like black and the, the music and sound like totally stops. And it almost like gives me the feeling like 
the audio visual audio visual like cutoff like sensory like overload to like nothing is a really good way of like making me feel how it would probably feel to be in his shoes yeah. on top of that the visual effects proceeding to that moment and then afterwards when it's like the weird like kaleidoscopy stuff mm-hmm. that looks so cool i was just like man how did like you have to what is a quantum realm and you got to like visualize that somewhat how that it was, was just so wish. well done i was like wow like there's some really creative and talented people who like figured out a way to make me feel what it would probably feel to be in this situation but also have it look super cool so that was my favorite i would be surprised if they followed any like scientific theories to Oh, probably, yeah. I'm sure there's a whole team studying it yeah. for the writers of Marvel. I mean, there's probably like a section of people in Marvel the who are like... We're the legitness squad. Anyway. My favorite scene, I know it's like, I'd, I'd say it's like the easy favorite scene to pick, but I just really love when they're fighting on that little train set. It's, so it's just fun. It's funny to watch, you know, him throwing these tiny trains and just like... Just like we kind of mentioned earlier, the perception change of how it's like, you know, the daughter, you know, Cassie watching from her closet, how it kind of dumb it looks, but then how intense it is in the moment. I just got a good laugh out of that. And it's just some cool action too. So yeah, I love those. I struggle with the favorite scene because I want to highlight just any scene with Luis in it and any sort of point where he just says something where it's along the lines of, um, like so how's your girlfriend like oh she oh she left she left me and my mom died and i got i mean i got put it i got the van <laughs> and then there and then like another scene where like they go nothing will stop us to help him out to help, help out scott and then you see the cops are like back it up back it up yep 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 back it up yep back put it in reverse back it up yep 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 back 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 it up <laughs> that scene is so hilarious and i love Luis in it just kind of he's a perfect comic relief for that movie yeah i agree yeah it's hilarious and i think (laughs) i think that maybe that might be my favorite scene where they're trying to explain themselves of like this this is it it's like he's in the system i'm in the system he's in the system (laughs) so i i love that but it's i will say it's a tie for that whole train scene on i want to i want to see that whole scene in the view of his daughter no no back and forth just the view of his daughter that would be hilarious to see that i love that train scene it just reminds me of being a kid with like my different lego guys right. like oh. Oh. this is so relatable nostalgia right there so fun movie moving on to the last section here moving right along to fall in so this is where we talk about the meanings messages of the film that we felt like were being portrayed or maybe we just got picked up on uh yeah kind of walk away hopefully a better person because of it and uh what's down to us i'll go first if that's okay Something that, thinking about it, like, it wasn't anything super profound, and that's what I love about this movie, is that it portrayed something incredibly real, incredibly relatable, without trying to make it incredibly profound and and uh, revelatory. Before we started recording, we were talking about Annihilation, which I feel like is a movie that, maybe for some people it's done well, but for me it was totally failed, train wreck. <laughs> it tried so hard to, like, be some revelatory understanding of humanity, dealing with a, a very like human part of us and it just didn't work for me and like this movie is about a family and and people two families i should say but also just people in general who have to deal with the consequences of their mistakes and like have to either learn how to live with or overcome or work together to be better than the mistakes 
that or the consequences that come because of their poor choices and mistakes. Like, a, I mean, not necessarily as a poor, cho- poor choice or mistake, but like a divorced family or like a bad relationship between mother and daughter or like a dude getting technology that he shouldn't have and selling it to the wrong people and so on and so forth. So I just, I think it was very like simple and relatable, but it didn't overdo it. It just like, it wasn't trying to like reveal anything great about it. It just like showed people going through that and how they handled it. Okay, my turn. I wanted to point out, so it was really interesting out of thought where this movie really focuses on focuses on what a kid, how a kid views their parents. Because the daughter had a, a stepfather who was a cop, who was, you know, by law, he was doing the right thing. And then there was Scott Lang where that's, that's, his, that's her dad, biological dad, and he's doing what's best for her, and he's always bringing a smile to her face. And she always seems to be, like, against the stepdad, even though he is, he is doing the right thing. He's doing his job. He's protecting people. He's keeping people safe. He's not out to get the stepfather, you know? Like, I hate you so much. Like, you make me, you make, you know, my stepdaughter not like me. It's a point where he actually is helping, trying to help Scott not break the law. So, there's an interesting context to where how a kid looks at their parents and how a kid defines what their definition of a hero, of what a hero is, or how their parent can be a hero for them. And it's a combination of saving their life, taking care of them, but like, but showing love for them and care. But I think the biggest thing was like sacrificing, being able to sacrifice for them, having your kids see that and understand that. Because you, there's always arguments I see with like parents, or like with whether it's in movies or out of movies, where. The parent says, I do so much for you. I, I buy this home. I buy all these things for you. I, I, I take care of you. I put food on the table. But the kid doesn't quite get it. And he doesn't feel, they don't feel that connection to the parent that they care about him. There's tons of movies of that example. But it, I think maybe this is kind of a hidden message of aware of like what parent, what you, what, what good things you can do as a parent. And it doesn't matter what kind of background you had, whether you've been in prison or you're a cop. So it's kind of complete different spectrums, if that makes sense. So anybody can be a good parent no matter what kind of past you have. It's just showing to your kids that you really do care about them and you're willing to sacrifice for them. I agree. Also just having an understanding of them, like that funny scene where he gives Cassie a birthday present and it's like a super ugly rabbit, but she loves it. Like... That's such a swerve on the traditional, like, get him something oh, cute yeah. and fluffy. And she's like, it's so ugly. I love it. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, it's just good parenting, you know. Yeah. Have a connection with his daughter. You know, like, although he's failed for quite a few years and because he was in prison, he's, he's doing his best to make an effort to do that. Yeah. And she has a whole room full of just toys and fluffy stuff and pink, but she wants to hold the ugly doll when she shows So I thought that was so cute. She's sitting in bed holding her ugly yeah. doll. I was just like, man, cute little girl. Or like... This is just she's just a cute girl. When the he gets like the news that he escaped the stepdad and he like goes to leave and she's like, "Are you searching for my dad? I hope you don't catch him." Like, <laughs> oh, she's just so cute. Yeah, just like I think it's way cool. Bring up a good point. Just like creating those awesome moments like between like parent and child, like 
children remember those moments. Like, I could look back on my life, I could tell you, like, countless moments of, like, whether I've, like, had, like, a really good experience with my parents or not. So, parents' stuff, like, I think we've had, like, we've mentioned this in a lot of the movies so far, like, big themes that stick out to us are stuff with our parents. Like, they play a huge role in our lives. Yeah. I also think on the flip side, the relationship of Hank Pym and Hope, and, like, the lack of those moments that caused the distance between them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, like, they started having those moments again by having us train Scott that they were able to be open and honest. And then that honesty led to even further moments where they build a sweet suit for the wasp. Yeah. And um, another thing was, I was going to go off what Kelly was going to say that there's, I, there might, there's, I think there's a maybe a handful of moments or maybe even one or two moments that define someone's parenting. Like for me, when I was a kid, I was in kindergarten and there was a fire truck at at the elementary school and I decided to walk home instead of getting instead of walking across the street to get to my to my mom to drive to have her drive me and my friends home and I got lost and I ended up being my neighbor ended up was driving around looking for me and she and she found me and brought me home. I remember walking across the lawn when I was like six years old, seven years old, and my mom running to me crying. Like that moment was the moment I realized how much my mom cared about me. And this movie portrays, to me, it gives a message that your kid can ha- are going to have those moments, and it doesn't matter who you are, you can give them a good moment yeah. to have that connection to where you show that love and appreciation and fulfill the purpose of who you are as a father, a mother, aunt, friend, brother, doesn't matter. Just like you can have a moment, and those moments... It's never too late. Mm-hmm. Like true. like with Hope and Hank, it's it was they were both adult late into their adulthood, but with Scott and Cassie, it was father daughter still. Like she was young. So So who knew that um who knew that a Marvel movie that is a heist movie about a shrinking dude, superhero, bad guy versus good guy, would also make just like a really good movie about families and family dynamic. Quality That's awesome. stuff. That's I knew good, I liked this that's movie. A good movie. It just right moved there. itself up on the list. <laughs> that was awesome. So I don't, I don't have any other. Yeah, I think that's a good place, place to leave it. Yeah. So download our future episodes. Please help us. Subscribe. Send tell your friends about it. Because we got so behind, we're only gonna have a one film break, and then immediately jump into phase three of the MCU, and then move on to everything else in the world Bigger of everything. yeah, everything else in the world of movies. Which is quite a bit. So anyway, stay tuned for all of those things. And uh, thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao. What do you do, baby? Is that home dogs? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.